0: You can now support Ghost Maps on Patreon and buy your official merchandise on Redbubble. Simply look for We Are Huntu or click the links in the description. Ghost Maps, Entry 44, Sigla, Singapore. It's getting late on this chilly, hungry Ghost Month evening. My last interviewees tonight, Liz, her husband Ashok, and their friend Rob, have been sharing stories of strange encounters while on holiday in Port Dixon. When Ashok told me about how their vacation had abruptly come to an end, I naturally assumed that their stories would as well. And after a short pause, however, liz said what we didn't realize then was that something followed us home i naturally shift my attention to her now and ask when exactly she knew that they were being followed she says that she had felt uneasy throughout the entire drive back to singapore but initially chalked it up to their experiences over the past two days. I think it was only when we hit Johor that I finally realised that it was something else. Liz reminds me that she had felt like she was being watched the afternoon before in their holiday villa. As they got closer and closer to Singapore, that Same feeling returned, only stronger and stronger. I was hoping that as soon as we crossed the causeway, things would go back to normal and I could leave it all behind, she says. She inhales deeply, bracing herself, I assume, to tell this part of the story. As she exhales I tell her to take her time and when she's ready she can start from her beginning. When Liz and Ashok returned to their flat in Sigla that evening it seemed like the presence had finally decided to leave Liz alone. She also acknowledges However, that maybe being back in their own home brought some sense of comfort too. And honestly, I think we were just too exhausted to give it the attention it was clearly craving, she adds, with a slight chuckle. Whatever the reason for her respite, the couple was calm enough to head to bed relatively early that night. At around 6 the following morning though, Liz was awoken by aches all over her body. Struggling out of bed and into their bathroom, she switched on the lights to find bruises covering her arms, legs and shoulders. She tried to call out to Ashok, but her yell was suddenly cut short. Only a terrified gasp escaped her lips. In her peripheral vision, Liz saw what looked like a child standing in the corner of her bathroom. She spun around in a panic, but couldn't get a clear look at the child. Finally, she dashed out of the bathroom, wake her husband although he was shocked by her contusions Ashok still tried to comfort her, assuring her that nothing had followed them back he told me that this was probably my body's way of struggling with the stress that we had all gone through she says she adds that while she understood what he was trying to do She knew, even then, that this was more than that. Still, after about an hour, she managed to regain her composure a little. Since their holiday had ended earlier, she had two more vacation days left. She decided that this day was as good a time as any, To run some errands she had been putting off. And after everything that happened within the walls of that villa in Port Dixon, she says, The last thing I wanted was to spend another second indoors. So, Liz put on a brave face, went about the rest of her day as best as she could. Wherever she went, though, the presence seemed to follow her. Sometimes it was nothing more than a prickling sensation on the back of her neck. Sometimes it felt like she was being watched from afar. And sometimes, sometimes she could have sworn she saw that child again always just out of her line of sight. That night, Liz told Ashok about her day. Together, they decided that they'd figure out how to deal with it in the morning. But once again, at six the following morning, Liz was awoken by aches. Instead of heading to the bathroom alone, though, this time... She woke Ashok up too. Bleary eyed, Ashok rolled over in bed, then yelled out in fright. Behind Liz, but just out of the corner of his eye, he saw the child. He managed to get a better look at the figure. Liz tells me, her voice getting a little quieter. It was just the little girl. While the shock of it initially frightened Ashok, what he was left with, however, was an aura of sadness emanating from the ghostly child. The couple quickly headed out to their neighborhood coffee shop. There, they weighed out their options of what they could do before finally deciding to give one of Liz's friends a call. That friend knew a, well, he called him a master that we could speak to, Liz explains. They headed to a temple that very afternoon, but the master greeted them at the gate. You are welcome here, he had said warmly, to Liz and Ashok and turned to a seemingly empty space behind them and added in a neutral tone, but you must wait outside. Inside the temple, the couple recounted to the master what had happened, from the incidents in Port Dixon right up to the encounters of the last two days. The master only nodded and listened intently. When they were done, he closed his eyes and remained in a quiet, almost meditative state for about half a minute. As the master slowly opened his eyes again, he revealed that the girl was just one of many spirits that dwelt within the villa. The master told them that almost all of those other spirits wanted to harm the couple and their friends. The girl, however, had protected them. And their friend Vince had violently thrown up was because one of the spirits had tried to possess him. The girl pulled the malevolent presence out before it could do any further harm. The hair wrapped around Liz and Ashok's room's doorknob. There was another spirit's way of marking them for its own. But the girl stood in its way. And as they sped off, the girl prevented the other spirits from latching onto them. Before she followed them herself. It's in that moment that I realize Liz wasn't bracing herself because her story was horrifying. She was bracing herself because it was heartbreaking. Turns out, despite everything that happened, we were really lucky, Liz says with a smile on her face, even as her voice begins to crack slightly. The bruises and aches that Liz had received were the only way the little girl knew how to get her attention. She wanted us to bring her to Singapore, to get her out of that place and away from those other malicious entities and finally to a master Liz says the master promised Liz and Ashok that he would do what he can to help the little girl reincarnate he said that since they were still within the hungry ghost month at that time it might have been easier for the girl to at long last find peace. Nothing else out of the ordinary happened after that, Liz tells me. If anything, that night I had the most restful sleep I've had in the longest time. I ask if she knows what happened to the girl and she tells me she isn't certain. But a few days later, she dreamt of her standing in the corner of their room I wasn't afraid though, Liz says. But more importantly, neither was she. Not anymore. The three friends finish their drinks and get up to leave. I thank them for their time, but before I head off myself, I pause for a moment. They just take in this chilly, hungry ghost month evening, one more time. The smell of burnt offerings still fills the air, long after observers had reverently fed hell notes into flames. I think about how busy I am during this month and find myself smiling, oddly enough. Yeah, it's great that I'm able to add more stories to my collection for the more benevolent spirits like that little girl it's nice to know that this month offers them a better chance for their stories to be told If you want to discover more of Southeast Asia's other side Subscribe now and follow us on social media at WeAreHuntu. You can also buy official merchandise on Redbubble and be one of our supporters on Patreon. Ghost Maps is recorded on Audio-Technica Mics. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince.